For today's message, I'm extremely honored to have Jeremiah Tovar uh, share a little bit about his life. Now, Jeremy is is the associate campus pastor for the Rock Church in Chula Vista, California. And as Jeremy will mention his message, we go way back. We grew up in church from, I mean, from what I, the, like my earliest memories of church involve Jeremy and his family. Um, his parents were the pastors of the church that I grew up in. His dad, Brother Gino, was the one that baptized me uh, back when I was a teenager. And Jeremy's older brother, Gino, is one of my closest and dearest friends till this day. And just, I mean, I can go on and on and on about what the Tovar family means to not only my family, but me personally. And I got nothing but love for them and their family. That's, I mean, that's as as simple as I can put it. But I, I asked Jeremy to, to record something for us because for two things. One, you know, Jeremy has gone through some struggles in his life and as we all have. But I really, what I really want to, to, to pinpoint here is the ability to, to, to persevere through those difficult moments by staying close to God, right? Being steadfast in your faith. And even though at times we, we will get weak, even though at times we will falter, we'll make bad decisions, you know, the ability to get back up and continue your walk, you know, that, that's, that's a powerful testament to, to one's faith. Listen to every word he said. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm super excited, you know, for you guys to, to listen to this message. And more importantly, just because it's a genuine person, I can tell you and I can vouch for Jeremy. Like I said, I've known him my entire life. He's a person that speaks from the heart. He's a person that has a true love for people. He's the perfect guy that can land, you know, the, the message he's going to land today. So again, Jeremy, I thank you for the opportunity you know, to, to share your, a little bit about your stories, for being open with us and, and sharing a little bit about your story. I know for a fact that it's going to impact people and, and, and however, you know, far of reach our, our listeners go to. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, what's going on Life with Andres podcast listeners? My name is Jeremiah Tovar. And before I go any further, let me quickly share a little bit about myself. I am a 39-year-old gentleman uh, who resides here in San Diego, California with my beautiful, gorgeous, hot wife, Amy. And I am a father of two beautiful children, my three-year-old son, Levi, and my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Camila Samara. We are associate campus pastors for one of the seven campuses for Rock Church here in San Diego, California. Now, quick disclaimer, this didn't turn into a religious or family-based podcast, all right? No, this is still the Life with Andres podcast. So how did I end up here? Well, I grew up in El Paso, Texas until about the age of 30. And during that time living there, I practically grew up around your boy, Andres. He and his family actually attended my father's church for over 25 years. So lots of great memories that exist between our families when it comes to our faith and fellowship. And to be quite frank with you, Andres and his family are very dear to our hearts and we love and respect them very, very much. So your boy Andres contacted me a few months ago and asked me to share with you some of my life experiences that have impacted me, shaping me into, into who I am today. So I actually did some research and checked out my boy Andres's podcast and found the five parts that make up this foundation, his coaching group, which if you didn't know, these five parts are faith, family, fitness, fruitfulness, and fellowship. And these are awesome. I love him so much that I'm going to try my best to tie in a few into my time that I share with you here today. So who is Jeremiah? 
what's my story and how can I benefit you from what I've learned in my lifetime? Let me begin. But before I begin, I'm gonna give you my second and hopefully final disclaimer. As you probably caught, I'm a Christian, a pastor whose heart intent for you is that I simply show you my life experience as a man who has walked this life very imperfectly, but chose to live it with a perfect, loving God who has given me the tools and the tests to better my life. So I will bring in uh, Bible scriptures because it's second nature to me, though I promise that uh, they will uplift you. So let us now begin. So in the Bible, you will find Jesus saying something that I find very profound because it's spoken to me in my life. He said that in this life, you will have many trials and sorrows. Now, truth is, we don't want a life where we experience hardships, trials, and sorrows, right? I've never heard anybody wake up in the morning and say, man, I hope something bad happens to me today. No. And this is what makes situations even worse. When things do happen to you, sometimes we aren't surrounded by the right people to walk with us during these hard moments. So why do I bring this up? Because some of you may have learned already, such as I, that it's usually the hardships, the trials, and the sorrows that we go through that change our outlook in life, and it changes who we are. Now, in my lifetime, I've gone through some pretty hard stuff, including a divorce uh, that was horrible. It, uh, it uh, took a while for me to shake things off with that one, and it was followed by sour romantic relationships that were really due to my brokenness. And there were other experiences in my life that really put me in a further deep pit. Now, I realized that I needed change because the path I was heading into was a dead end. I had no ambition, no drive. I felt broken. And nobody was holding me accountable to my actions and, and my lack of actions as well. So this is where I got off my self-pity train and I made some adjustments in my life. I really had to reground re-strengthen and refocus my life with steps that would help me in pretty much all areas of my life. And this is what I want to share with you. So, so during this time, allow me to focus on three, fellowship, faith, and fruitfulness, and how those areas have changed me for my good. The first one I want to go with you in today is fellowship. Now, there's a saying that says in Spanish, and I'm going to translate it into English, and it basically says, tell me who you hang around with, and I'll tell you who you are. Once again, tell me who you hang around with, and I'll tell you who you are. I want you to think about the people that are currently surrounding you. And let me ask, do these people lift you up? Do they drag you down? Or do they really not do anything for you? such as challenge, push, encourage, cheer you on. Now, there's a story in the Bible about a man named Moses. I'm sure some of you guys have heard about him. He was basically a man who led the people of Israel out of Egypt because they were held captive and were slaves. Well, in their journey, they came across a king who waged war against them. So the story goes that during this war, in order for the Israelites to defeat their opposition, Moses 
was to keep his arms raised during the whole duration of the war. I mean, you're talking about muscle endurance, right? He had to keep his hands up for his army to win the war. The Bible says that Moses had two men that stood by his side. And during every moment when Moses' arms grew weary, these men would hold up his arms. Now, once again, I'd like to ask you, think about the people who are surrounding you again. Now, when I think of fellowship, I think of people who are going to hold me accountable. These people uh, can be as simple as, as friends who keep me accountable to my goals, my dreams, my aspirations. They keep my hands up. They can also be uh, mentors, um, professional mentors, spiritual mentors, uh, older and well-seasoned people in life. If you're married, find yourself a mature person who has, great, who has a great marriage that you would like to replicate. And if you're a business person, find a successful business mentor. Whatever you're pushing towards, find yourself a fellowship of people who are encouraged, push, inspire, even slap you around. Just like Moses had his two homies who were holding his arms up when he got tired, find people who will hold yours up as well. Now, faith is the second foundation that I'd like to discuss with you. In the Bible, there was a, a king by the name of Solomon. Now, this king was world-renowned for his knowledge, his fortune, his kingdom. It was said that he had everything, everything he ever desired. Now, how did that happen? Well, he was so favored by God that God granted him one thing. And to everybody's surprise, he only asked for wisdom. And God granted him wisdom, which brought so much more because of the godly wisdom that he now had. Now, I'm a little biased when I say the Bible is the standard in leading you to the most solid faith you can ever experience. Why? Because the Bible... My Christian faith hasn't failed me yet. Now, your faith in whatever you decide to believe in will and should be your anchor, your solid foundation, your strong tower. It's faith that brings peace, joy, and as I discussed earlier, wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is so important. So I encourage you, find your faith. Find that wisdom in your faith. If you don't know where to start, pick up a Bible and study it you'll be amazed how much you'll learn and see how fulfilling it will be. Now, the last one that I want to share with you is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. As we know, being fruitful is about multiplying positivity. You're, you're, you're multiplying and being fruitful with good things, actions. Now, my biblical, my biblical interpretation of this was simply to be generous. The Bible states that it is better to give than to receive. And it also says to love your neighbor as yourself. Many of us don't know what it means to give of ourselves and the resources we have. This culture, in fact, we live in is very centered around the thought of what's in it for me, which basically spells out selfishness. When we learn how to be generous and act it out, something happens in our hearts and in our minds. Now, generosity brings gratefulness. It's generosity that helps you to understand how blessed you really are. Sometimes we don't realize how blessed we really are until we feed the poor, 
until we help the elderly, until we meet the needs of a single mother, widows, and orphans. Jesus said, blessed are those who care for the children, the elderly, the widows, and the orphans, for those are in need. So generosity is an act of love towards those you don't know. And that is a true act that brings love to this world. So I encourage you, be generous, pay it forward, do something that you typically wouldn't do, feed the poor, do something because really, as I keep on saying, it's generosity that changes something of, of how you see life in itself. So to wrap things up here, the three things that I can share with you that I have implemented into my life is fellowship by bringing people that will lift me up by holding me accountable, encouraging me, and lifting me up when I can no longer go on. The second thing is to find your faith. And in that faith, discover the gold nuggets that will help you sustain you when you need uplifting, wisdom, and anchoring for your mind, body, and spirit. That right there should be a daily practice. And lastly, fruitfulness and generosity go hand in hand. Learn that it's better to give than to receive and to love your neighbor by being generous of your time and your resources. And trust me, your generosity will bear much fruit, much fruit in your life. So, hey, family, thanks for spending this time with me. I hope you've been encouraged to exercise these foundations I've shared with you, as I know they've been life-changing for me. This is Jeremiah Tovar. You take care of yourself, and may God bless you.